Hello, everybody. It is your favorite host here, Tino Killed It, with a brand new season of What the Fuck Am I Doing With My Life? Today, I am bringing you guys this episode while I am currently on the road. Um, There's been a passing in the family, uh, so I am currently getting ready to head to the service. Um, But... In brighter news, uh, you know, it's been a week and a half since the uh, season three finale. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked there. Um, And honestly, I I feel really good um, at the end of it. I think think what it is is more so it's just the response that I'm getting from a lot of people who I just really love how, I guess, honest and open that I'm being. you know, and, and it feels really just fulfilling to get, you know, a lot of this like stuff off my chest, just being able to speak so openly and it be reciprocated so well. Um, so I think with this season in particular, I wanted to let all the reservations go and um, all the stories that I kind of thought, I don't know if I should tell these or not. I wanted to tell. <laughs> um, there's. There's a lot to my life, man, and I've done a lot of crazy things in my time, and you know what I mean? And I don't want to say I'm not proud of these things, because all these things have shaped me who I am as a person, and you know, you, you can't you can't replace experience, you know? And um, it's more so that I think just the craziness, the level of craziness of some of these stories, I've found to almost be embarrassing in some ways, um, but I... I think now that I've gotten older and realizing that, you know, I'm no longer the person that is portrayed in these stories, um, it's kind of funny to look back and laugh on, you know what I mean? Just kind of looking at the craziness of, you know, how my life was at one point. Um, you know, the, those few years where I wasn't doing music, I <laughs> very much wasn't lapsing in life experiences. And so with this season, I wanted to be able to let go of all of those stories and be able to just let everybody you know, know about the craziness that is Tino killed it. And so now's the time to do so. So with that being said, here's the story about Portland. I honestly don't even know how to start this story. Um, So let's see. This probably took place... This took place summer of 2016. And um, I remember that distinctly only because that summer in particular was probably one of the best summers. Uh, No, it was the best summer I've ever had in my life. Um, Just the most fun, the most exciting... um, everything that year seemed to be going really well for me. Um, I was doing music still very heavily at the time. Uh, I was in a, I was in a two piece group sort of called uh, yeah, you right. Where my boy EJ was the DJ who was, you know, spinning all the shit. And then I would come through and I would rap on all these beats. Now, all these beats were, uh, mostly like trap EDM type of beats. And so we would basically put together like a set, like a, like a, like a 30 minute set of like trap EDM, that just had me rapping on it um, periodically. And it was really dope. We had some really good outcomes from our shows. And um, there was just so much happening with that. We were getting shows left and right, or at least offered shows left and right. We weren't able to take all of them. But um, 
we we had a cool little run there and uh we got to perform on the main stage at x fest uh when uh who was headlining that year t-pain and sage the gemini and i am sue were on that so um and i actually talk about that a little bit in my self-sabotage episode if you guys want to go back and listen to that in season one um where i talk about you know that was one of the times in particular where i really had a chance to kind of put my foot in the door and and really kind of meet some people like aka t-pain and i am sue and stuff like that which i did end up eating uh meeting i am sue later on down the road but um you know meeting t-pain at that time would have been pretty pivotal probably and uh i mean we'll never know and so as that kind of started to wrap up my summer I had just got promoted at uh, Amazon, and so I had just become a manager, and as part of my training, they sent me across the U.S. for it, and uh, it was really crazy because during this time, they actually weren't doing that. They actually weren't sending people to like different states. They were just kind of sending people to the sites that they were going to be taking over, and then just having them run it, essentially. And I mean, they would train them. They would have training on site there. But the the whole point of the training for the managers at this time was to be off site, to be away from your home site. So that way you have a chance to really kind of learn without actually, you know, being forced to be in the process. So um, luckily for me, I got to really experience that. And so they shipped me out to New Jersey because uh, I was actually doing something completely different. Um, it, with Amazon, there's different types of buildings and warehouses, uh, pantries and fucking, uh, fulfillment centers where they ship out all the orders. And I had actually got the job to be a manager for a delivery station. So at this time there was only 50, 50 in the world. I think there was only 50 delivery stations. Now there's fucking hundreds, maybe even thousands at this point now. But, um, and so at the time, the, the store that I was going to was ranked 38th out of 50. So um, we were we were pretty bad. And uh, so they sent me to Jersey because over there in Jersey, they had everything running beautifully. And uh, I was over there for like two or three weeks, uh, you know, doing the training over there. And then they do a segment that's called Learn by Doing. And with uh, Learn by Doing, this is where they actually put you into the process. But again, keeping you away from your home site so that way you still have a lot of direction to help you learn. And so I was sent to Portland. And, uh, you know, now I'm thinking about I'm probably giving out way too much information, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> so I so they send me to Portland for my Learn by Doing. And um, my... F- a, a, a dear friend of mine who actually I'm going I'm to keep the name of this dear friend anonymous just because I, I don't know if they would want to be mentioned in this but um, a dear friend of mine I spoke with probably I want to say like two days before I went to Portland and uh, you know I tell him I go hey man the hardest part that's going to be for me when I'm out there is uh, finding places to drink and uh, he was like yeah because all the bars close at midnight and I go exactly and I don't get out of work until midnight so by the time I get out all the bars going to be closed he was like well, you can still go to strip clubs. And I'm just like, strip clubs aren't my thing, dude. Like, um, you know, I, I'd been to strip clubs in California and even in like uh, Vegas before. And I, it, it just isn't my thing just more so because, it, you know, I mean, I don't really have to explain it, but you know, I just feel like it, it's kind of a waste of money. Right. Um, 
So he tells me, he was like, yeah, man, but, you know, they got bars there. You could drink just like you would any other bar. There's just going to be, you know, titties flapping around everywhere. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Well, um, after I get out of work one of these days, um, around the corner from the hotel that I was staying at was a little dive bar. Um, and so I, I walk over to that dive bar because it said it was still open. And I didn't know that it was like a dive bar slash strip club. I didn't know that. I thought it was just a dive bar because of how it was, you know, titled. I didn't really look too much into it. To be honest, I just saw a dive bar. It was open and it was 0.1 miles away. So gear up, walk over there. And sure enough, I, I walk in and all I see is titties out everywhere. And then uh, a bar, like just a regular bar top, you know, and there's people just sitting there at the bar top. And, you know, some of the guys are getting up to, you know, go to some of the girls and things like that. Um, so I'm just, so I'm just kind of like brushing my way past and, you know, sitting at the bar and I have females coming up to me like, Hey, you know, like, do you, what would you, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. You know, all this shit trying to sweet talk. And I, I just let them know very politely. Like, honestly, I'm just like, Hey, just, you know, I'm really just here to have a drink. There's no bars open at this time. And I just got out of work. So just looking to unwind a little bit and then I'm going to head back and they're like, Oh, well, I can help you unwind. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's not what I'm looking for right now. Um, and so, you know, at this time I, I was drinking pretty heavily, uh, pretty much like, you know, I, I'd say a few times a week for sure. Just going and, you know, getting, getting something to unwind a little bit. And, uh, so I, I want to say maybe by like the third or fourth trip to, to this strip club dive bar now, I'm, uh, I'm starting to realize that I'm like, Hey man, you know, like, like, let me like one of the nights I'm just really drunk and I just got paid. So I was just like, you know what? Let me, let me just see what, you know, that this, uh, like how this works. Right. So I, I go to the little dance floor thing and I pull out a hundred and ones and, uh, I see it's like $2 per song and I'm like, okay. So if I just, you know, bet $2 here, then I get to just chill here. Right. So bet a couple dollars, right? And then bet a couple dollars, but I, I just throw a couple dollars and I, I let time go by a little bit. You know, girls doing their thing on the stage and I'm enjoying it. I got a beer in my hand. I'm, I'm chilling. And uh, one song comes on. I really like the song. I forgot what song it was, but I end up throwing like five bucks on there. That's it. Just five bucks. And this girl dead ass climbs down from the fucking stage and comes over and starts, you know, giving me one of the most e aggressive lap dances like I've I've ever had in my life and I was just like Jesus girl for five bucks like it's kind of a steal um so I toss another five bucks just to keep her going uh <laughs> and um it was at that moment that I very much kind of became a fan of strip clubs and um I'm like, are all the strip clubs like this? Like, so I start hitting up multiple different strip clubs all over the Portland region. And, uh, <laughs> and so I, I, I remember I even went to one that was a, it was a poker, it, it was a poker place. Um, so you go there, you buy in for chips, right? And, and you just play like cash poker like you normally would. Um, but then they have strippers just all around everywhere. So, I decided to start, you know, sitting down and playing. And uh, next thing you know, I end up hitting um, a really big jackpot, like a really big prize pool. And uh, I ended up like quadrupling my money somewhere around there. It was a lot of fucking money. It, it was a lot. And um, so I'm like, well, 
I just want a shit ton of money. I mean, I'm here at the strip club. Let me go ahead and cash out my winnings. So I cash out my winnings and I start, you know, going around, just seeing what's around, checking the talent, tossing to what I like, avoiding what I don't. And then, um, yeah, this one girl comes up and, uh, yeah, she, she ended up kind of getting me for, for a good grip and we start, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm in the back and I end up realizing I like, okay, now I'm getting in the point where I'm, I'm not so positive in the green anymore. <laughs> and so I, I had to get myself out of there. But I think where this story takes a really interesting turn is so after about the first week, right now, this is a three week trip. I, uh, end up seeing this strip club that's right down the street from the place that I was working at. And I had seen this place every day and I just kind of was like, I'm not going to go to that place. That is dangerously close to the place I'm working. Like that mattered for some reason. I don't know. Um, and, uh, (laughs) and so, uh, one day I decided to go in there and I'm just like, all right, uh, I, I pull out. Oh my God. That's right. So at this day in particular, I go to the strip club and I go to pull out like a couple hundred dollars, right? Him ones. And I reach down into the fucking, uh, ATM and ATM draw box thing, right? Like the little take the money shit. And there was probably about $400 just chilling in there. No person around you. Mind you, I I walked up to this, this ATM machine. It's not like there was a person in front of me before it. There was nobody around. And there was just about $400 and twenties just chilling in this fucking ATM machine. So I grab it. I fucking grab it. And I still pull out my 200 on top of it. So I, uh, I go over to the bar. Now, mind you, I, the way I've been trying to play it at most strip clubs was, Hey, I'm just going here to, you know, have my drinks and that's it. Because a lot of the strippers get a little bit more, I guess, friendly when, um, when they just realize that you're not there to spend all your money at that point, they kind of work a little bit harder for it. I don't know. Um, I just kind of noticed it was working for me. So, you know, I go to the bar and I'm sitting there by myself and, uh, Mind you, a few strippers had already came up, tried to, you know, get me to go one way or the other and stuff. And I just kind of kept by saying, hey, I'm just going to the bar, just going to the bar. Thank you. Thank you. No, just going to the bar. And so I'm sitting there at the bar and this, uh, this lady walks up to me. She's, uh, African-American, probably about, um, five, seven ish. She was, she was kind of tall. She's kind of tall and heels. She was taller than me. And, uh, but a very, very pretty face, very nice body, um, standing there in this fucking bikini and shit. And, uh, she's like, Hey, you know, do you mind if I just, uh, chill with you? And I'm just like, Hey, just so you know, just like I've told everybody else here, you know, I'm only here for the, I'm only here for the drinks. I'm not really trying to pay for strippers or anything like that. And she was like, okay. She was like, well, can I sit here? And I'm just like, yeah, by all means. So she's sitting there, um, starts, you know, asking me questions and shit. So we're talking 
and uh, it's a really cool conversation, just vibe and whatnot, and it, it's a funny conversation too, like, we're just, you know, really conversing and having a, a really good talk and shit. And at one point, after we, like, break from, you know, laughing, I kind of look at her, and there's, like, this look that she kind of gives me, and I... <laughs> Mind you, I'd been drinking, so liquid courage. And I and I look at her and I just go, oh, you like me. And uh, she laughs, drawn back a little bit. She's like, what? And I was just like, you like me. And she was just like, what makes you say that? And I'm just like, well, I mean, you could be with anybody else here in the club trying to make money off of them. And I was like, but instead you're sitting here with me and you haven't made anything. And she even, and, and mind you, like they had called her up to the stage a couple times already, and she had actually passed on her dances. So she was passing on her song, sitting here in conversation with me. And um, she was, and so like she, you know, kind of giggles a little bit, and she was like, okay, maybe I do like you a little bit. Like, so what? You know? And uh, so, you know, at that point, start kind of putting the charm on a little bit more, and uh, it. <laughs> And um, she slides me her number. Um, and so I, or no, I slid her my number. That's what it was. Cause she can't, she can't give out her number to me, but I could give her my number, I guess. Um, and so I'm like, man, I wonder if this girl's even going to text me. Like I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, yeah, it's all, this is all weird. I'm like, it's whatever though. You know what I mean? Now that she texts me, she don't. <laughs> um, and so the next day, uh, this girl texts me like pretty much instantaneously the next morning. Um, which one, I couldn't even figure out how the hell she was up that early because, you know, I, I know she wasn't getting out of there until like at least like three or four. Um, and then to be like up and moving around like eight thirty was crazy to me. This girl would like had a, a really crazy schedule. So <clears throat> she was up doing hot yoga at like eight thirty in the morning. And so she, she texted me probably like close to about 10 when she finished up her class or whatever. And, um, and I only know that cause she said it in the text. Uh, but yeah, so like, I'm, I'm like, okay, well, you know, do you want to meet up or something? Like, do you want to go out? Like, would you like to go out or something? So, um, she goes, yeah. And I, I have this, uh, rental Jeep that I got from, you know, the company and shit. So I'm, I'm whipping around in this nice ass Jeep and, uh, <laughs> And so I, I pull up to her condo and I pick her up and uh, we, we go out to dinner, some Mexican place that she chose. It was really good, too. I'm not even going to lie. I don't even think it was Mexican, actually. I, I think it was some sort of Spanish type of place, but I, I definitely don't think it was Mexican. Could have been like Cuban or, you know, something of the other. But it was really good nonetheless. And um, again, we just kept talking. Good vibes, you know funny um she had really good music taste that's one thing I, I could definitely say about her is whenever i handed her the ox and she was playing some music she was always putting me up on some shit i hadn't heard um and a lot of it was like really like soulful type of like um almost jazz like r&b and um yeah so it was really it was really dope and i mean don't get me wrong she loved like her ratchet shit too you know what i mean she was a huge cole fan um i remember that that was one thing that me and her really vibed on and um yeah, so this girl, <laughs> so, you know, after our date or whatever, uh, I, I tried to go in for the kiss. She she denies me. She was like, eh, 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 nope. And uh, I'm just like, ah, all right, you know, fair enough. I respect it. And uh, so we part ways, and uh, she was working, I believe, like, the next, like, three nights or something like that, but she said she'd hit me by, and she was like, unless you want to come see me at work. So I... 
uh, I, I probably go back like I want to say two days later. I don't say I went back that night. I think it was the next night when I was like, yeah, let me let me go by and say what's up. So uh, I get out of work, whatever, and I head there, and because mind you, it's right down the street, right. So I get in there. Um, she sees me immediately, and uh, she comes and grabs me and uh, sits me at a table. And uh, so <laughs> she's you know sitting there talking with me, you know. We're, we're just I'm asking her how work's going How her day was Everything uh, Just having a normal ass conversation And uh, she was like And she gets called up to dance And she was like Oh like I have to go dance And I was just like Yeah go Like go make your money You know And um, she was like Okay well hold on And so she gets up And uh, she takes off her panties And literally just leaves them on the table <laughs> And I was just like Alright And so she goes You know onto the stage Right after that and um, makes her money a whole bunch of shit, right? And now, mind you, like, every female that was walking by just completely just left me alone, looked at me like I didn't exist at all. Um, and this has been the first time this has happened, right? I'm sitting by myself at this table with, you know what I mean, just drinking and watching, you know, this girl dance from a distance. And uh, so when she comes back down, she was like, did anybody come up to you? And I said, no, not at all, actually. And uh, she was like, okay, good. And then she puts her panties back on. And I was like, wait, is that why you took those off? And she was like, yeah. And I started laughing hella hard. Because I was just like, damn. Like, that's like marking your territory. Like, she's like, I'm going to put these panties here so they know that not to fuck with them. Um, And I thought that was, you know, fucking hilarious. So I'm just like, all right, all right. I respect it. I respect it. You know, like I definitely wasn't dancing with anybody over there or entertaining nothing like that because I, that's not what I was even going there to begin with. Anyways, I literally was just showing up to drink and this girl kind of made it just an added bonus at this point. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm chilling with her pretty much the whole night. Right. She skips a couple songs and stuff. And I keep telling her like, Hey, you gotta go out there and make money. Like, cause I like, I'm the way I'm thinking about it is I'm like, I'm pretty sure the, your bosses and shit aren't going to like you skipping out on money for a customer who's not paying you know and um she's like i don't care i don't care but you know i I would still be like hey go dance you know go go like it's okay not going anywhere um and so like as she would go come back and stuff we would kick it and then after her shift was done because mind you like they closed at like two so um i'm chilling out there or i tell her i'm like hey like Here's, I'm, I'm gonna text you the address to my hotel. Like, if you wanna come through and kick it afterwards, totally welcome to. No pressure of anything, blah, blah, blah. You know? And um, she goes, okay, yeah, I'll let you know. So I get back to the hotel, and um, she texts me about like three o'clock saying that she was on her way. And so she heads over, and uh, that girl did not leave that hotel room for the next two weeks. <laughs> um,. <laughs> in the time that I stayed in Portland for that remaining two weeks, um, me and her were in that room pretty much every single day. And I mean, she would go to work, right? Or she would go to her hot yoga classes or she would, you know, go do her errands throughout the day and then would just come back over. Um, and it's funny, too, because when, I, when I've told, like, my friends about this story and shit it, it, they were like you know maybe this bitch was homeless or anything like that and it's like actually nah <laughs> like not at all like she was 
she was making more money than me, and I and I was a manager. You know what I mean? Like she she dev- she had a nice ass car, uh, and you know I had picked her up at her place, so I knew from the outside at least that her place was really nice. And I didn't actually see the inside of her place until the day the day that I left. And um, yeah, that girl was not hurting for money, and um, I think she just genuinely liked the the time and attention, you know, and with with no strings attached, essentially. Um, because we we just stayed there, you know what I mean. Pretty much played house for like two weeks together, and um, yeah. And then I, I'm getting ready to leave back, and um, I remember like telling her like, yeah, you know, like I'm gonna head back out here in in January or something, and you know, come by and see you, blah blah blah. And she's like, yeah, all right, like, yep, for sure you will. I I thousand percent believe it. And I mean, she didn't, you know, she knew. Um, and it's crazy because, like, she even got really sad the last day. Like, the last day that we were kicking it at her place, um, she was like, why did I get really emotional all of a sudden? And just kind of, like, you know, like, just stops. And I'm just like, you know, like, are you okay? Like, and um, she's just like, yeah, I just, I don't know why, but I got really emotional at the idea of you leaving. And I was just like, oh. And I'm not gonna lie. At this time, you know, me and her were having so much fun. I'm like, you want me to miss my flight? Like, fuck yeah, I could, I could, you know, go tomorrow instead. You know, we can kick it one more last day. And uh, she was just like, no, 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 you gotta, you gotta take your flight. And um, so, yeah, man, I t- I took this flight back to California, and I had my little fucking three week fling in fucking Portland with uh <laughs> with a stripper <laughs> oh man and um what's even funnier right is uh, i kind of skip over a really big part in this um in this conversation and it's it's pretty funny so when i went to like jersey um my boy ron and rack both flew out there for that and we got to like sit on Times square and um have manhattans in the middle of manhattan it was um one of those things that we were just like oh this is great and uh, when I was in Portland unfortunately Ron couldn't make it but Rack could and so you know Rack came out to Portland and uh, it's funny I was telling her the same thing I'm like you know probably strip clubs these strip clubs are crazy so she's like you know what like Rack's always down for a good time so she's like fuck it let's go so um, first we hit up this uh, liquor store and it's a it's a liquor store that is also like a bar so you can you know buy your beers there like you would any other liquor store but then they have tables there where you know after you buy them you can sit there open them and drink them um now the only thing is you can't take them out with you after that point so you have to finish them there um so me and her we we grab a couple you know beers local things there that we're like hey these are different let's try these and you know pop them open we're just sitting there just talking and having a good ass time and um it was probably still to one of those like to this day like one of the funniest like conversations we've ever had because i remember like it was the first time i like like we floored laughing like we were laughing so hard we literally went from sitting at the table to like laying on the floor because we were laughing so hard and um it and so like we you know at that point we're just you know hey let's let's go explore the town and so she gets us an uber and was trying to take us to a strip club and uh i guess she got the address wrong or something and the uber takes us to the middle of this street like kind of out 
and about somewhere and we're just like okay well i guess we got to figure it out from here now mind you she's trying to surprise me so she can't tell me she doesn't know where the fuck we're at so we get out the car and she starts kind of walking around and then she's like okay i just realized we're lost and so i'm like oh fuck and you know we've been drinking and shit so she's like oh i gotta i gotta take a piss though so we find this like chinese restaurant like a couple of places up um and they were getting ready to close and um but she really had to use the bathroom so we go in there and she's like i, I gotta use the bathroom i gotta use the bathroom they're like for customers only and i said we'll we'll buy something so they go okay so she goes so she goes back there and um i'm kind of looking at what to get we we weren't hungry we'd already eaten and stuff so i, I really didn't know what to get so i was gonna get you know drinks because they had drinks there and um, I didn't know what to get. She comes out, and uh, she was like, hey, they got sake bombs. And I was just like, you know, I've never had a sake bomb. She's like, you've never had one? Two of those, please. So we ended up running some sake bombs, and they were really fucking good. So we ended up doing, I think, like, yeah, we did two each of those and then fucking dipped out. Luckily, the, uh, the strip club that we were looking for was not very far away at all. It was actually maybe, like, uh, like half a block up. So as I... Uh, so as I start like you know walking, uh, so as we start walking towards it and stuff, we we find it. We get in there, and uh, dude, this place was crazy, and the the quality of females in there were was just absolutely insane. And so Rack, fucking, <laughs> goes into this place and pretty much acts like she owns this shit. Um, you know, goes straight up to the stage, ones in hand, ready to disperse. And, um, you know, one of the dancers takes notice of it and, uh, goes and, you know, takes her for, you know, dancing and stuff. So they take off and shit. And I'm just like, damn, fucking, all right. Yes, it's just me over here. So, you know, I'm, I'm finding my own strippers and doing my own thing. And, um, you know, finally I see Rack probably like 40, 50 minutes later or something like that, right? Still walking around like fucking queen of the world, just with ones in air ready to go. And, um, so the stripper comes to me, uh, the one that was dancing with Rack, and goes, hey, she got a private dance, but she didn't pay for it. And I'm like, what? And I was just like, yeah, 150. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, all right, so get, give the chick the money. And I'm just like, yeah, fair enough. So then fucking, you know, Rack goes missing again. And sure enough, like 40, 50 minutes again later, fucking dancer comes up again. Like, hey, she bought two more dances. And I'm like, mother. So I pay it, right? Get it all out the way. And then I go and grab Rack. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, we're getting out of here. And she's like, why? And I was like, because. Like, you're out here getting dances and not paying for them. And she was just like, no, that, no, that's not what happened. No, no, that girl, no. And I'm just like, oh my God. So she thought she was getting free VIP treatment. That's what she thought. She, <laughs> she, she was like, they, like they, like I didn't have to pay for it. And so I'm just like, oh my God. And so like, we, we dip out of there, right? And I'm not going to lie. Like, Rack at this point was just so wasted. She just starts fucking crying because she was having so much fun at the strip club. She was mad we were leaving. And she was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> and, and she's like a whole ass mess. And it's funny because I have this selfie that we took literally as she was like mid, you know, drunk crying. And I made her literally smile for the picture as we're waiting for our Uber driver. And she fucking like, you know, straightens up <laughs> and takes this picture. But it was literally, like, moments after she was just fake crying. And so this fucking uh, Uber pulls up, right? 
And we fucking take off. And I think we ended up hitting another strip club, too. And you know what I mean? Just pretty much ended out the night. But, dude, we just had the fucking... And then, so, like, the worst part was we were so drunk because we'd been drinking pretty much all that day. The, the next day, I fucking wake up, and I'm just super hungover. Like, just fucking literally laying on every inch of the bed in just pure agony. And fucking, you know, Rack's like, come on, because we were supposed to go to Seattle. We were supposed to drive to Seattle. I told her we would definitely go see it. But, um... Yeah, I wasn't having it. <laughs> I was I was definitely not having it. I was very much not feeling up to it. And uh, my stripper lady friend hit me up and told me she wanted to hang out because she was off. So I, so I told Rack that she could go ahead to Seattle by herself. And uh, <laughs> But I let her take the Jeep. I let her take the rental. So she was like, all right, peace. And fucking just dips out. And uh, yeah, man, that fucking trip, dude. And uh, yeah. So to end out this episode, I actually want to go ahead and find a, uh, a throwback here. As um, I kind of mentioned earlier on about the Yeah, You Right days of uh, me and my boy EJ. And uh, we still have our music up on SoundCloud. So I actually want to go ahead and uh, use one of those right now to just uh, plug in here. This one actually was debuted on an EP of mine um, called, I think it was Cover the Spread. I think it was Cover the Spread. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so you can find this on SoundCloud, either at Tino Killed It or Yeah, You Right. And um, this song is called Main Attraction. When they stepping in the place, then they ask you what a bow set. Look for a foot and white feet with a bow cap. All black skin tone, go and say a lot. It's saying that your ego should go along with your big ego. I'm a man with a big ego. So stay in your lane, junior, with your Danny DeVito. Trying to bring a problem in, I'm playing in the veto. Bam, bam, finito. Done. And don't question why I'm the main attraction and they can't deny I earned my spot, shit gained my prize And took many a shots to put the pain aside So one shot, two shot, what you thinking about? Three shot, four shot, now you speak him out Five, six, seven, and you start acting out Night vision by the eight, start blacking out Now, now, start blacking out Now, now, start blacking out
you guys. So, like I said, season four is definitely going to be filled with um, more of these crazy stories. Um, I have plenty of them that I've just kind of been holding on reserve that now I'm definitely ready to tell. So, with that being said, this is Tino Killed It, sending off from season four opener. What the fuck am I doing with my life?